What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Oz Hoopers TV. Um, for those who are joining us for the very first time, uh, my name's Reese and this is Hesh. We've got a few topics to go through today. Uh, Queensland All Schools just went down. Uh, Dante signed with the Rockets. A few signings around the uh, NBL. Uh, Cam Oliver's off to the Lakers. Uh, Ty Webster's just been released by the Breakers. Um, and then we'll wrap it up with our questions that we do weekly. First of all, Hesh, how you been? Been well, man. Um, same old, really. Still locked down. For sure. Same, same thing every week, I guess. Just getting through the grind, yeah. keeping an eye on all, all things hoops as usual. Um, NBL season getting closer. NBA season getting closer. So excited for all that to to come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's been been much the same. Yeah. There's there was a couple um first first practice photos dropped today. I think Delhi in his Melbourne gear and a couple yeah. of the Cairns players. So it's getting me a little bit hyped. For the NBL season, yeah, I can't wait. I saw your little breakdown with Jade. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I caught up with her last week. Um, I just looked over her USA game that she played in the grand final. Yeah. Um, and you know, I thought that was her most recent game, and I thought I'd just sit down with her. I've always, I've got time for Jade because she seems like she's so humble and she's mm. she's such seems like really hardworking and genuine, and you know, on all accounts, that she seems to be a really um. Yeah, she seems to be someone that's that's worth putting time into. So I thought I'd just reach out and see if she's open to that. And yeah, hopefully I'm involved in her career for a while and I can help her out. And and she you know she's got aspirations again to the WNBA. So hopefully we can make that happen. Sure, I think that's very possible. Jade's a bucket. All right, we'll get into uh, something that took place this week: uh, Queensland All Schools. Um, for those who don't know, it's pretty much every school in Queensland. There's about five divisions. The top twenty. I think it is 20 teams make Div 1 uh, based on record and where they placed the year before. Uh, TSS, the Southport School, took it out. Preston Legasic, who represented the Queensland, represented Queensland in under 20s, took out MVP, uh, finals MVP, uh, averaged 17 over the tournament. Um, Brisbane State High came second. Nevada Higgins, for me, was the biggest standout. He played for Queensland South and under-18s, came off the reserves. I didn't even think he made the roster in the first bit. I could be wrong. Um, and then he had a couple 30-point performances. He, have, he had a 43-point performance. Um, gives me, if he gets a little bit more athletic, um, gives me Mo King vibes. Uh, really good-looking uh, three-point shot. So he's young too, so we'll see. Um, and then who led, led the league in scoring was uh, under-20 Queensland player, big man Harrison Panisi. Uh, he's represented Australia before, uh, so he's certified. Good tournament. Uh, Preston Legasic solidified himself. There's a couple of bullet scouts at the tournament uh, watching those games, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I think Preston, oh. will make, Preston will make NBL soon. You've seen a I couple mean, of his clips? Yeah, I have. I've, I've watched a little bit of, of Preston Legasic. He's um, impressed me. Yeah, he's nice. Like I think, I think, I think Queensland, Queensland has some talent, man. Yeah, I agree. Like there's some there's some talent up there. Um, so I'm excited to see, see what comes of that. It's it's so good that like, um, you know, Brisbane like professional scouts are at those tournaments now. Yeah, it's um, cool. And with the NBL one solidifying itself, we speak about it like all the time. It's such a realistic pathway for some of these kids coming out of high school to be like, oh shit, I could be in the NBL in the next two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, big other big news. Dante Exum has finally got his NBA uh, NBA contract. 
Um, we talked about it last week. Rumors were still swirling, but it is confirmed now. He has signed with the Houston Rockets last year. Uh, Dante averaged 3.8 points, 2.8 rebounds, 2.2 assists. Um, the the Rockets roster right now, they've kind they're kind of deep um, in the guards position. I mean, I don't know where they're going to play Jalen Green. I think he's a two guard. They might slide him to the three. They've got Eric Gordon. They've got Josh Christopher. They just drafted. They got KP uh, Kevin Porter Jr., um, DJ Augustine, and then they've just signed Dante Exum. How do we see him filling in on the Rockets? Um, you, you said it. I think that they're deep in the guard position. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're they're going to offload John Wall. We don't know where he's headed yet, do we? Yeah, he requested a trade. So yeah, yeah we'll so see. They might get they might get a bit for him. I mean, his contract's really big, so they might have to. They actually might lose the trade, but I think they're willing to lose it um, to get some young pieces and a few draft picks. Yeah, hundred percent. I think Dante's going to struggle a little bit to find mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, obviously, he just needs an opportunity to get back in the league, and I'm glad he's done that. Um, he'll help them though on the defensive end. Like I think he's he's probably going to be. He's always been an elite defender in terms of his toughness and his ability to slide his feet. So I think he's going to earn his earn himself some minutes on that yeah. front. Um, but then you got Kevin Porter Jr., who's just unreal. I'm so high on him. I think yeah. he's he's unreal. DJ Augustine's certified vet. Um, and then you got he's probably like third string type point guard. Dante can play off the ball. I mean, he only shoots what thirty percent or something for his career from three. So I don't know how, how effective he's going to be off the ball, but you know, they, they could make something work. Um, I'm just glad he got in there, you know? Yeah. I think he deserved it after the Olympic performance. I mean, the last game, especially he turned up when we needed him. Um, yeah. I mean, he averaged what? He averaged like 10, yeah, 10, 10 points a game. game in the Olympics. Um, and yeah, he was, he was unreal. Um, yeah. Most of those games. So I'm glad he springboarded himself back to the league. I, I too. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how it pans out. Hopefully, he stays. And they don't, you know, these NBA teams. They might just wave him tomorrow. So, Facts. yeah, let's see. We'll see how he goes. I, I thought, I thought an NBL appearance might have been on the horizon. I know you were hoping for that, yeah, but we'll see. I don't know. It's only the only reason why I say, I, of course, he's talented enough to make the NBA. But the only reason I say that is because he's so injury prone. Like you see how he goes up and comes down on these layups and inside takes. Yeah, you, flinch, you flinch every time. Um, another move in the NBL, Cam Oliver, Space Cam uh, of the Cairns Taipans. He played on the Houston Rockets at the end of last year after All-Star break. Um, and now he's signed an Exhibit 10 deal with the LA Lakers. I'm not too sure what an Exhibit 10 deal is. I think it's a fancy 10-day. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what it is. I think it's just before a two-way. Is that what um, Dusty Hannah's called it? And you get... Um, bigger pay when you go to the G League. Yeah, potentially that's what it might be. I, yeah, think. I think so. And then it'll just yeah, I'm not sure. I got I read over it like about six months ago when we were interviewing Kiefer Sykes. I had to do research into it and then I just have nothing to do with it since I haven't read it. So I've got to refresh back on that. Um yeah. but yeah all those contracts are confusing. The good thing is he's got his foot in the door, right? Training's gonna be crazy for him. <laughs> oh Russell Westbrook, LeBron, A D. What do you think? You reckon he'll get a spot? I don't know. I think if he plays the right in the preseason, I'm assuming he's going to get minutes early to see how he goes. I mean, he's a high flyer that can roll off Russ's pick and rolls and catch his lobs. I mean, LeBron's a LeBron's a great passer. So we'll see how he goes. Um, I don't think Lakers play too much through the five-man position. 
Um, it's mainly, it's going to be very ball dominant team through the stars. Um, but Cam Oliver didn't do too bad last year. Um, 10 a game for the Rockets, even though the team was um, out of contention and they weren't really, you know, playing their starters. But, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see him playing terrible, um, but we'll see. Yeah, I think he has a chance. I think so. Yeah, like well. you said, he's, pro- he's proven himself off the ball. Like he's a, he's a great lob threat. Um, yeah. Stretch the floor too. Like he shot the three pretty well when he was playing for Cairns. Like can, can, got some range on that. Um, so I think he's, he's got potential. He's definitely an NBA talent in terms of his body and his athleticism. I think one thing that's going to let him down is defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, from memory and just watching him play. I didn't, I didn't watch him too closely when he was at Cairns, but I just saw him at times disengaged defensively. Yeah, I think he's a small center. I think he's six nine. Yeah, yeah, but flatten his feet sometimes just looks like gets a little bit lazy at times and gambles a little bit. Um, but obviously, athletically, he's got all the tools. So NBA potential. Let's just see it. See if he can put out there when he when he has to, and then you know they might sign him. Yeah. Um, another move. We're going to bring it back to the NBL. There's been three sort of big moves. Um, Stefan Zimmerman has gone to the Cairns Taipans. They've obviously had to replace Cam Oliver at the five position. Cairns Taipans is probably the biggest what, what's going on, question mark, um, for next season. Uh, they had a really good season before last season. And last year, uh, terrible. So Stefan Zimmerman doesn't look too bad. Um, I've watched a few clips, obviously replacing Cam Oliver. He's had a few stints in the G League, uh, went to UNLV. I think he's played his last two or three seasons in uh, Czech Republic and now he's on his way to Cairns. So not too much to say about the move on my end. Um, Still, it's up in the air for me with Cairns. I think they got one more roster spot to fill out. Hopefully they can bring back DJ Newbill. (laughs) Yeah, they need something like that because I don't think Zimmerman's a type of player that's going to put him in playoff contention or, you know, put him as make him a contender. I mean, Machado has to go off. And yeah. have a ballistic year. Marco Jerich needs to shoot the piss out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like they, they're gonna they're gonna struggle this year personally. I think Zimmerman doesn't change that for me. Big body, very very fundamentally sound. He has great footwork under the rim. He'll get his points. I think he'll average you know 15, 16 a game. Maybe dominate the glass. But he's just not a game changer for me. He's not someone that's gonna come in and take over and and do damage. So I mean it's a decent signing, like you said. Neither here or there. So. Not too much um, change. You think you think they can win with um the point guard Scott Machado? Machado. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they can. I think Machado has proven to be a great facilitator. I think I don't want to judge him based on the the seasons yeah. he's had and, and what they've done because I, I like I said I'm an eye test guy and I look at it for what it is and Machado looks to be unreal from a standpoint. Like there was a period of time where he was talked about with. Bryce Cotton and Casper Ware, you know, and he was like on that level. And I still think he's there skill set wise. He just hasn't been in a situation that's made that come out. Maybe demotivated at times. I liken it to Carmelo Anthony, man. Everyone always talks trash about Melo until they see him play for USA in a motivated environment where he has teammates around him that can facilitate and, and get him going. And he's motivated to play defense. And all of a sudden he's like the, the best player on the court. Um, I always thought Melo copped a hard rap and I think Machado is falling into that vein a little bit like he's just not winning games he's not being relevant skill set is supreme so there's wonder what the reason is behind that um, so I'd like to see him in an environment where he's motivated and has a chance 
I think we'll see a different Scott Machado. So I think you can win with him, but I think you need to put some pieces around him, to be honest. Yeah, so we'll see who they sign as their third import. I think there was a lot of Cairns fans, Cairns Taipans fans, uh, before last season. I think they're slowly mm. disappearing after last yeah. season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another one which was a bit surprising to me, uh, Max McKinnon, um, son of the son of the Bullets legend Sam McKinnon, uh, has signed a DP contract which finalizes the Brisbane Bullets roster um, with the Brisbane Bullets. Uh, represented Queensland at the under twenties. Um, small forward started for us. Um, had a few good games. He had 20 on Victoria in uh, the biggest game to make the to win the gold medal, basically, because you can't win against Global Academy. Um, average 14.8, which is a lot um, at the highest level on the biggest stage. Can shoot the three, uh, has a really good inside game. Um, I think he's pretty tall too, so we'll see how he goes. He's gotten really good all of a sudden. He's one of those guys yeah. that two, two or three years ago, I'm pretty sure he was pretty short. Um, and not that well known, and all of a sudden he's gotten really, really good, like a late um, global academy picked him up, and now he is signed with the Bullets. So I don't know if he's going to get court time. Maybe he does, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, he he's he caught my eye when he made the when he made the All Star Five at Nationals. Yeah, and Blake both made it from Queensland, and that's when I was like, oh, who is this guy? And I checked his numbers out, and I was like, he kind of went he kind of slept through the whole tournament. Like I didn't really notice him when I was watching games, but then yeah. I looked at the stats and he's gone 15 a game. And I was like, damn, so he must've been very consistent. And you can see from his numbers, yeah, 17, 17, 11, 20, like he's double digits on most of his games and, and playing at an elite level on, on that stage against, you know, some pretty, pretty elite talent across the country. So I think his future is bright, obviously. And I'm always excited about guys that, that develop late and mm-hmm. like get good really quickly. Cause I feel like they, I don't know, something about that is is like they're, they're new to it so that you, you don't know what it's going to be. Like, you know, those guys are kind of are superstars from age 12, 13, and you just know, and they kind of pander off and plateau at 17, mm. 18, 19, and career kind of doesn't just, just gets hit a wall. Yeah, This guy's 18, 19 now getting into his prime where he's just feeling like, oh, shit, I'm about to do something now. Yeah, uh, Probably hasn't been, probably hasn't been, been shown a lot of love in his juniors. Enough to make state teams, but you know, with guys like Blake around and I think he's probably been second fiddle, but now he's putting himself on the map and it's pretty exciting for a young kid like that. So let's see, let's see how he develops. I like his game though, watched his tape and, and I'm impressed. Smooth, yeah. real smooth stroke and, and low-key athletics. So yeah, I'm 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 high on Max McKinnon. Um, I think he's really talented. Um, another big and interesting topic happened uh in today, so yesterday when you guys are listening. Um, Ty Webster, very, very, very shocking move. Uh, shocked the league has decided to mutually leave the New Zealand breakers. I think it had something to do with him not wanting to take the vaccine. The NBL is, um, I'm assuming by this, um, enforcing a law that you're going to have to be vaccinated to travel and play in the NBL next year. Um, and I did hear a mention about getting fill-in players for away games for players that are anti-vax. Um, but I'm not sure if they're going to go ahead with that because you might need a couple for each team. I know there's a lot of hoopers around Australia, but I mean, for example, Ty Webster is probably the biggest piece on breakers. I don't know with the inputs now, but last year he averaged 18 a game. Um, so for him to step out and you get a fill-in, that's probably not going to play minutes. 
I mean, it's big. It's half their games, away games. Um, it's a touchy subject. And we've got to be careful what we say, obviously. Um, a lot of people are um, entitled to their own opinion on this topic. But what are your, th- what are your thoughts on this um, situation and Ty's decision? Yeah, I mean, firstly, I don't know all the details. So you yep. never want to jump the gun and, and start saying things without having knowledge first. So I don't know all the details. From what I understand, yeah, just didn't, didn't come to an agreement regarding the whole vaccination. And it's a pretty tumultuous time, man. Obviously, it's getting into a political topic, and that's not it's not our forte in any way whatsoever. We talk hoops, but I mean, I just hope moving forward they can they can sort something out and to keep talent like Ty Webster in the league. I think it's going to be huge. Um, you don't want to miss out on guys like that. Um, I don't know too much about the situation, so I don't want to say too much, but but hopefully there, there's something that can be done to, to see him continue playing the NBL. He was one of our favourite players to watch. Um, so I hope that there's something that can be arranged and that doesn't compromise on, on a player like Ty missing out. It doesn't compromise on the health of, obviously, society and everything that we we got to protect. So let's see how that pans out, man. Yeah. Um, I saw Olgun. He's back on Twitter, I think. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's fully back into it, but I saw him post a tweet uh, saying, "This is the start. This is only the beginning. Um, there's going to be many more players where this came from, which is interesting. I mean, um, NBL is going to have to fight this one out. Um, we'll see if the the um, commissioner can whip something up. I don't know what they can do. I mean, it sucks to see. I think Ty Webster put something on his story saying um, something about." This is the blueprint, uh, not no carbon copy. Um, and then all these family, friends supporting him, which is dope to see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My take on the situation is it would suck to see one of these young guys kind of follow in that track um, and kind of possibly ruin their careers. I mean, I know some people are really against the vaccine, and but to kind of make such a big decision that could shape your future due to not taking the vaccine. Um, it's a big call in my opinion. I mean, Ty was one of the top players last year. Um, he probably has many more options uh, overseas, but how many of them could be without a vaccine? I'm not too sure. So we'll see. I mean, I'm on the fence about the situation. Do what you want to do. Um, but yeah, I just think it's, I think it's a very tough decision that should be thought thought through very well which i'm sure he did but yeah yeah it's tricky, it's tricky. Yeah. You're, you're dealing with people's like inner thoughts about how they feel about a, a really far-reaching subject and you know i've read a lot of stuff and we've all gone to, down rabbit holes on social media about all this stuff and you read and read and people have all these opinions and views about what everyone else should do and and whatnot at the end of the day it's like it's, it's tough like you said really tough decision and, and i hope that my thing is you know from a fan standpoint and a coaching standpoint, I'd love to see talent like Ty Webster in the league and, yeah. and I, hope, I hope they can reach an agreement on which, which that can happen. I don't want to see him go. Um, do you think do you think the NBL put a foot down and say like, oh, well, see you later? Or do you think they'll try and mould a situation where they can kind of keep these guys that don't want to take the vaccine? Well, well I think it goes a bit deeper than, than just basketball. That's the thing. Like, I think it's yeah, there's, there's probably going to be political pressure uh, as as a as a sporting body and as a sporting authority, like to to get behind whatever kind of government institution is in power to to do certain things and pressure to do act in a certain way, and 
you know, it's all, it's all, there's so many varying factors that influence uh, the, that'll influence the MBL's decision on how they handle the vaccination. It's not just about health. It's not just about the players. It's not just about protecting society. It's, you know, finances are involved, government policy is involved. Like there's so many things to think about. So it's a complicated area that I'm glad I'm not in charge of making decisions. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to win, man. You're not going to keep everyone happy no matter what mm. you do. So it's going to be a tricky situation. I just hope that for the betterment of the basketball and for the success of the league, that, that uh, compromise can be found where we keep the best talent here and we get to have a, a dope league like we did last year and, and teams get to travel and play in front of arenas and do all that. And I hope that gets taken care of in whatever way that is. For sure. Good answer. All right. We'll get into our, on a better note, we'll get into our fan questions. Um, for those who are new to listening, me and Hesh, think of a question we want to ask each other um, and then we answer it to the best of our abilities. My question this week, now we've asked every guest since it's kind of been apparent, um, who has the best state of hoopers and who has the worst state of hoopers? Oh, damn. Throw me under the bus. Um, For for context's sake, I like to be clear with these things. You know what I'm like. Yeah. I'm pretty, I like to clarify. Are we talking any age, like from from day dot? Okay. Are we talking just now? I'll, I'll, I'll break the question down. Who has the best state of hoopers in Australia all time and then right now? Dude, I, I this is a complex question. Um, all time, a lot of what I'm going to answer is probably going to be i mean all time is going to be and this is all off the top of my head so i don't have a a cheat sheet in front of me from everyone's origin what city they came from i'm just going off the top of my head and vibes and feels and, and how it kind of feels i feel like all time it might have to be victoria um i just feel like there's a lot of hoopers that come out of Melbourne um, and the hoop culture is different down there and they, they got it going on with, they had Big V, they had Siebel, they've just had the leagues down there to to, to support the growth of the younger talent. Um, and I think Victoria's done a really good job of that Yeah. over the years. It just feels like a lot of hoopers have, have come from there. That being said, New South Wales, I've grown up here and I've seen a lot of players from my generation play in the NBL for a number of years and be very successful. So uh, if I think about it and now I'm just going back and I'm thinking about the hoopers that I've been around and played with and seen, like some of these guys are elite as well in, in New South Wales. I would have to say New South Wales and Vic, in my opinion, all the time. Currently, based on the, 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 the standards that we see, I'm going to hold it down for my statement. I'm going to say New South Wales. I'm gonna say, um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say New South Wales. I think we got some young talent that's coming through the ranks, is really putting on, uh, and they're gonna be gonna be successful for a while. And I, I like, I like where we're at. That being said, I have to shout out to to, to Queensland because I just said it. Like the talent up there has been elite. Um, obviously, Victoria with Dyson and Giddy are two brightest prospects in terms of resume and what they've done. They're both from Victoria. And you got the state team of, of Rain and Taryn together and Tazzy that have put on for Tazzy, so they're tough as well. 
Um, and then Travis out of Western Australia, he's holding down the fort over there as well. So like every state I think of, I'm just like, whoa, there's elite players that have some league hype or something that they can get done. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I had to pick, put my life on it, I'm going to, and I was coaching a team, I'm taking New South Wales to the promised land. We're winning yeah. every championship. Uh, there's a lot of, the thing is with New South Wales, they get overlooked because it's kind of based on state champs. And a lot of the New South Wales players don't actually play state champs. Um, yeah. So it's hard. Um, all time, I'm going to say Vic. They've got the most draft picks um, out of any city in the world. Number one draft picks. Uh, ben Simmons, Andrew Bogut, Kyrie Irving. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Vic. Oh, Giddy. Yep. Um, Dyson. Did you say number? you say number one draft picks? Yeah, or number just one draft picks, but um, also players have got Giddy coming up through now. I'm Dyson. sure they've got the most Australian draft picks too. I don't think so. I think it's the most city in the world. Oh damn! But I'm just saying that's number ones, right? Yeah, number one draft pick. Yeah, but I'm just saying in general, in Australia, I'm sure Victoria have the most guys that have translated to go to the NBA. Okay. Yeah, I you, didn't would, know that. You, would, you would think so yeah, if they have yeah. the most number one in the world. Um, so I'm going to say Vic all time. Right now, um, it's tough. You do have Josh Gideon, Dyson down there, and Vic. Um, you've got Josh Duarch. You've got a couple big pieces down there, and Vic. Um, Boldang Dit. You got Travis over in WA. You got a couple of good players out in New South Wales, but I'm gonna say Queensland. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not biased. Um, I think we came second in under 18s, the North. Uh, we've got a couple of good pieces. Rory Hawk is gonna be a top player very soon. Tough. Um, Kobe, like Kobe McDowell is gonna be a very top player, a big, big player for us very soon. Um, we've got the likes of Boston Maslin, Tamri Wigness, Blake Jones, Mojave King. Mojave King's arguably the best player, um, just not in the right situation. So I'm going to say Queensland. And um, we won under 20s. So second in under yeah. 18s, one under 20s for the boys. Um, I don't think we did too well on the girls, but we had a few players missing from north in under 18s. And then the women's, where did they come? Did they come second? I think they came second in the women's. So yeah. I'm going to say Queensland. I can't argue that logic, man. Queensland have been putting on. And I, I, I respect that. I like a lot of the talent that's up there. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a, yeah. To be on, do you want me to tell you what I actually think of your question? What? It's like unanswerable, dude. You can't. It's so hard, man. So much bias. And we're going to forget players and whatnot. I think the obvious answer is Victoria for all time. I think I yeah. don't think we can argue that just I'm based not, on the just at the highest level. Right now, I think yeah, you make a case for Queensland, but you know it's 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 interesting. It's definitely interesting, and it's 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 a good debate. I love seeing the socials on it. Shout out to uh, I think it was baseline, right? They just dropped that New South Wales mix. Do you see that? Yeah, that was tough. That was pretty tough. I liked yeah. it with the opera house and shit. Like, yeah, they, it looked cool. Uh, they had all the New South Wales up until they had Hickey, they had Boali, they had Tyrese. Yeah, so. yeah, it was a nice little mix. Hopefully, they do one for every state. Yeah, they are. I think they better make Queensland's look good. That's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, worst state, I think I'm just going to go Northern Territory. Um, I think it's just based on population. Uh, and, I don't know. And infrastructure, resources. Yeah, I was going to say that facilities and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. I'm going to say NT. 
Yeah, you'd probably have to say so just based on that, but not, not a diss at NT. I'm sure they got some talent up there as well. Just yet to be found and hopefully they come to the come to the party at some stage, you know? Yep. Your yeah. question. So obviously it's a question that I, I you asked in a in a in a 10 questions, 10 quick questions to I think it was, yeah, it was Dusty on our most recent episode. Um so I want to flip it on you and see what you have to say. And I want justification as well. You're starting a franchise and you have number one pick. You have nobody else on the team. So you don't know who else you're going to pick, who else is going to be on there. You picking Zion or Jar Morant? Very tough. Um, Zion has been riddled with injuries so far. We haven't seen much of him. But when we have seen him, he's played very, very well. Doesn't have much of a jump shot, if any at all. Um, very ugly looking release. So it'd be pretty hard to change his shot, I think. 28 points per game, though, speaks. Um, I don't think Ja Morant averages that much. I think he might be middle teens. I think he averages 16 points a game. So Ja, ja took Grizzlies to the playoffs, though, um, the eighth seed. But... I'm going to go Zion. <laughs> and, and it's an outside of pick, but I'm going to go Zion. I think he has a lot of potential to be very good, very, very good in this league. I think, like you said before, Jar's a late developer. Um, very good all of a sudden. So we'll see. I think Zion, I think Zion has the potential to be very, very good this year. I think if the Pelicans play right with Valentunas and Ingram, I think Zion has the chance to be MVP. Um, it's just confidence in um taking his shots and his shot selection and kind of expanding his game a little bit. Also the point guard, Devontae Graham has to step up and kind of find him. I mean, it's going to be a bit of a struggle with Lonzo Ball being out, but we'll see. We'll see how they go. I, th- I think if I'm starting a franchise right now, I think I take Zion because you can, yeah. you can build around Zion. I feel like you can have, you can have a pretty, you can have like a decent point guard that can play defense. But if you have good pieces around him, it doesn't really matter. Like the Wizards last year, I mean, the Wizards the year before that, I watched pretty much the whole season and Ish Smith shouldn't shouldn't have even been in the league. Um, I think he was on the verge of being out and in. He pretty much started the whole season at the point guard and he didn't do a bad job. I think he put up career numbers. So, I mean, I don't mind. I think you're kind of, a forward is very important. So I'm going to go Zion. Like the, right. the the last the last how many finals MVPs have been forward? Iguodala, Giannis, um, LeBron. So I think I think a forward. I think Zion. I'm going to take Zion. All right, bet. What about you? I take, your, take your response. So the the first things first. You both are immense talents, and like both are just nasty, nasty players. Like with unbelievable upside i respect everything you're saying about zion i think he's supreme i think he's yeah riddled with injuries unfortunately just the way he plays and the loading that goes through his joints i think it's it's going to be something that he's going to face for a long time irrespective of that even if he was healthy i'm gonna have to go with jar morant um i think he's 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 proven to be an exceptional leader to put a team on his back, to make big plays, to um, to really be a heartbeat of a team and manage tempo. I think he he 
injects so much energy into the game. It's, he reminds me of Westbrook a lot. Yeah. But I think he's, to be frank, I think he's a better decision maker than Westbrook mm. uh, in certain situations. Uh, in certain situations. Uh, well, I think he's a better decision maker than Westbrook than Westbrook was at 20, you know? Yeah. So I think he's proven that he can really carry a team and, and be a ball-dominant point guard to get people involved and score the ball when he needs to. He needs to work on his three ball, which, which came a long way this season in itself. That'll continue to improve. And then he'll, he'll see all types of different coverages in the ball screen that are just going to open his game up tremendously. And I think that's a work in progress that'll continue to improve. And, and defensively, I think, obviously, he's, he's pretty good too. Like, he has heart. And he, he tries hard. So I think you can you can always build a, a culture on the back of a player like John Morant. I think, yeah. you know, you can be the face of a franchise and, and give you something. So I'm going to take Ja. No shots at Zion. I, I like Zion. To be fair, though, I don't think Zion's like that superstar type of guy that you, you, you that can carry a team. I think Zion is like the perfect, perfect, perfect second fiddle yeah. to like a ball-dominant, uh, point guard, you know what I mean? Yeah, I would love to see Ja Morant and Zion Williamson on the court at the same time. That would be yeah, something crazy. unbelievable. Yeah, but but in my my take, I'm gonna have to take Ja Morant. Okay. The only thing that's making me like question it is like I saw Ja Morant beat the Warriors single handedly in the playing tournament to make the eight seed, and he um, was going crazy. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that stands I mean, out to me. That was that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. But yeah. But then I mean, again, I, like you said, Zion's been injured. So we're yet to even see, like, you know what I mean? And I, I was listening to JJ Reddy podcast and they were talking about Zion's talent. Yeah. And it was pretty crazy. JJ Reddy made a good point. He said, You know that he wants to get on his left hand and you know that he wants to kiss it off the glass and finish up nice and high, close to the rim with his left hand. But yet he still manages to get there. Yeah. Exactly. Like he's just so gifted athletically and physically and his timing on when to take off and draw contact and strengthen the air to finish over the top of people is just the best of all time. Arguably. Yeah. Like no, no one's been, no one's been able to do what he does at his weight and his size ever. No, no. So you got to respect that. Yeah. He's one in a, one in a generation type player. I think he's the heaviest yeah. in the league. And he also like has one of the biggest verts. <laughs> so, it's so scary. I, I saw a stat. Um, if Zion hits you at full speed, it's like getting hit by a Jeep or something like that. <laughs> Going a certain speed. Like try, trying to take a charge from Zion or something like that. Uh, but, oh, miss me with that, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure you guys subscribe on whatever listening platform you are subscribed on. And make sure you go follow us on Oz Hoopers TV on Instagram. We greatly appreciate you guys joining us every week. Um, Bawali Bales should be dropping. Bawali Bales episode should be dropping in the next few days. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, we appreciate it and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.